0: There I am, here we go. All right, Motor City Blitz, episode two. It is August 10th, 2022, and we have a Hard Knocks episode. The Lions, finally, after 20 years and multiple teams getting it multiple times, the Bengals have had it twice, the Rams have had it twice, and now it's the Lions' turn. The Lions finally get a Hard Knocks episode. It is over, or at least the first episode is in the books, and I'm here to give you my thoughts because, listen, are a lot of people really excited about the future of the Lions, me included? Sure. Am I excited about this immediate season, thinking that it's Super Bowl? No, of course not. Of course I'm not sitting here thinking that it's going to be a Super Bowl season for the Lions, but I'm nonetheless excited. right? I, mean, I can be excited about this team and excited that my team's in Hard Knocks because, frankly, there could be some cornerstone, some future Super Bowl winners on this team. Aiden Hutchinson is one of those guys. He got a lot of screen time here in the first episode of Hard Knocks. I, w- I was really curious, um, tuning into this episode, for, for so many reasons. How would they portray the city of Detroit? How would they... Gonna present Dan Campbell and 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 his craziness and the whole thing he's got going on with being this tough guy and and being that rah rah kind of coach. I was really looking forward to see how that would go. And after the first episode, I I can say I'm, I'm pretty happy. I'm pretty happy with the way that they showed Detroit. I think they were completely honest, obviously, and they always are. I mean, usually these hard knocks. They're never doing Super Bowl contenders and these hard knocks shows. They're always doing um, kind of these low level teams, these teams that have low expectations, teams that finished worst in the division before. So, and I had talked, and actually I talked about this 17 of the last 19 years. I was talking about this with Tyvis Powell. He brought this stat up to me: uh, seventeen in the last nineteen years, a team in the NFL has gone from worst to first in the division. So there's always reasons to hope, certainly. But the Lions were a bottom team last year. So, um, and, and of course, they talked about that in the episode. They talked about how, you know, the expectations were very low. The record is not okay. We got to be better than 13 and one. And we saw a little bit of a snippet before the episode tonight we saw the video of jamal williams breaking the the huddle down and him saying anytime i i get tired i think about that record and god i mean as a lions fan that just got me jacked up man like of course of course we need to be better than three and 13. let's go do it my ceiling for this team before i get into this i think my ceiling for this team the absolute best year this team can have is uh is nine and eight and i think that's pretty fair i think you know just above 500 would be a fantastic year for this team be in the wild card mix a little bit um i don't think they're gonna make it but with three teams in the wild card you never know (laughs) it certainly would almost uh hurt this team if they did get in a wild card spot because then you're kind of sitting in that purgatory of you're not quite high enough to draft the top tier quarterback but you're also um you're not making the playoffs you're not giving yourself a chance to go in the super bowl and that's kind of the reality of the situation if the team were to go nine and eight so needless to say i'm not going to be the most upset person if the lions go 3 13 and 1 again maybe go 3 12 and 2 get get one more extra tie in there that way you're a little bit better than the year before and you can draft a bryce young or a cj Stroud. it would be it would be pretty funny to see CJ Stroud on the same team as Aiden Hutchinson given that they're Ohio State Michigan guys. But speaking of Aiden Hutchinson, like like I said, he got a lot of screen time tonight and just some quick thoughts on him. Uh it is really awesome to see how hard he's working and just the just how athletic he is, right? I mean, not to not to get all man crushy on the guy, but uh the guy's six-pack was just Flaunting out there as he's just dipping and diving around uh defenders, which was great to see. It was great to see, certainly. It seemed like though, however, there was a little hesitation as far as the coaches, the coaching room getting ready to call him the guy. Like, is is this guy legit? And there was that there was that scene in in the coaches' room where they're sitting there talking about it. I forget how the question was phrased but the fact that they're even asking the question is he the guy kind of gets me a little nervous and one of the coaches I, again i can't remember who it was. it was they all had hats on one of the coaches was a white dude uh, said i think he is i think he is the guy i think so it was it wasn't even I, I think he is it was more like a i think so i think so and i think that just goes to show that one he's he's a smaller Dude, like he—he's for, for an NFL defensive lineman, and I haven't been physically around a lot of NFL defensive linemen. And of course, if I stood next to Aiden Hutchison, he'd tower over me. But he is a slender guy. I mean, he got absolutely dummied by T.J. Hawkinson, and uh, it was a pick. It was a, it was a crack block on on the on the defensive end. Um, I think they call it a chip block, not a, not a, not a crack bro- block. A crack block it happens to. Uh, outside linebackers from uh, wide receivers coming in. Uh, but it was a chip block on Aiden, and just got absolutely blown up. And does that worry me? Of course it does. Of course it does. But you know, there's smaller defensive linemen that are able to make do in the NFL. Nick Bosa is not a very big defensive lineman, not a, not a very big pass rusher, but he makes do. There are times where he absolutely gets uh, destroyed by offensive line. I think that's bound to happen to Aiden, especially in year one especially going against a guy like Penny Sewell. So, he, he, I mean, he was getting dummied by Penny Sewell. He was getting dummied by Penny Sewell in, in this episode. And we talked about that on the last Motor City Blitz because, of course, Hard Knocks is a week behind. So, we are talking about what we talked about last week and seeing that Aiden got uh, blown up by Penny Sewell and was manhandled. And that's fine. It's his first NFL rep. So, there's no problem there. I'm sure Aiden's going to work through it. And, he ate, and again, the... Later in that Motor City Blitz episode, I talked about how Aiden had two big sacks in the 11 v 11 scrimmage. I don't know if that was what you saw at the end, if that was the Ford Field scrimmage or what it was, but uh, he's working on it. He's 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 really working on uh, making himself NFL ready, and and he he will be. He will get there. I I, I do believe that. I do still believe that it was a great pick by the Lions. You had to go with the hometown kid. You had to you had I mean, based off what he did in the Big Ten last year, it was it was a home run pick at the time. And 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 again, what he does in the NFL, that is up to him at this point. Seems like he's got the right coaches around him to support him and make him the best player. But I'm very curious to see how that turns out. Okay. Um moving on from that, Aiden Hutchinson. Uh Dan Campbell, obviously, we opened up the hard knocks episode talking about Dan Campbell and everything that he is and and, and how he had kind of became an NFL head coach and his journey through that, that walkthrough was just amazing. He's he's certainly the raw, raw guy that you want. He's the right hire, the right coach for this team right now in this tenure. I mean, you're coming off the most bland, boring, just not exciting guy in uh, Matt Patricia. And now you're here in Dan Campbell trying to right the wrongs of this franchise. And I think this guy is the guy to push this thing the right way right now at the right time and I think he's he's being a good motivator for this team certainly and clearly the guys are willing to fight for him that's evident clearly he has a strong relationship with a lot of the players there was that scene where Jamal Williams he was talking to Jamal and he's like Jamal I, I know you came to play man I'm not worried about you and Jamal and I loved the the insight we got on Jamal I mean it wasn't a ton I'd like to see You know they do these things where in hard knocks they go visit the personal lives of these players i'd like to see a little bit of jamal in that because i know he's got kind of not a weird lifestyle but just a different one just a more i guess human one and and more uh relatable to, to a lot of people out there and i know not everybody's like an anime fan but i'm just saying like he's not the guy he doesn't jamal doesn't strike me as the guy that's like i need to take People out to the club and I need to go spend money on lavish vacations and cars and whatnot maybe does do those things I'm sure he does when you get the kind of money that you get in the NFL that's just how it is but Jamal is a guy who you know he sits and he's a religious guy he's a guy that um, watches a lot of anime which my brother watches a lot of anime it's always a little goofy uh, television uh, genre that is exciting and fun for those people that are in it. If you don't get it, you don't get it. But I, I'd like to see a little bit more of that with him, and I'm hoping for that as we get into later episodes of Hard Knocks. But just the vocal leader that Jamal Williams is, is great for this team. You could see he brings intensity, and, and that just absolutely shined. So that was great to see. Another thing that I absolutely loved that I did not see coming was the Deuce, Deuce Daly and the Aaron Glenn kind of riff that they had. In the team scrimmage was just so, so hilarious. And my wife was sitting there next to me. And the first thing she said was, how long have these guys been coaching together? And I'm like, I think only two years. I think both these guys were hires by uh, by Dan Campbell. So they, they they haven't, I'm sure they had a previous relationship before that, uh, obviously. But uh, these guys, that was just, just hilarious. Just the competitive fire that they have uh, for both of their squads that has to rub off on the players in some way shape or form. I don't know. Again, I my the my experience in in football and the sport of football. I played high school football and I was on the I was on the roster for 2 years at a division 3 school. So I don't know what it's like going to a Division One school and then going into the NFL, just the kind of competitive fire that, that exists within coaches that you see throughout. Maybe this is not something new. It's certainly new to me. I've never seen that before. I've never seen an offensive coach jar with a defensive coach quite like that. So that was really cool to see. I really enjoyed that. And um, so, yeah, overall, Hard Knocks first episode. Pleased with it. I would have liked to have seen maybe more of the fans i would you know dan campbell has those moments where he talks about the fans and how we do this for the people of detroit i would have liked to seen a little bit more of that and i know mackenzie would have liked to seen a little bit more of that because mackenzie's watching this she doesn't really care about the football stuff as much but uh just the the relationship that that a team like the lions has with its fans and how the fans have supported the team through so many horrendous seasons and the lions haven't won a playoff game since 1993. I would have have loved to seen them go into that a little bit more, but, uh, again, only 45 minute episode. I I'm not going to complain. I mean, it's the lions and hard knocks football is right around the corner. So it's obviously very, very exciting. And, uh, there's still plenty of time to get all that stuff in. So I'm looking forward to, to that. Uh, other than that, we have an unofficial depth chart was released. I'd like to go through some of those things with you. Nothing too surprising. Uh, wide receivers, you got DJ Chalk. You got um, Josh Reynolds, Amon Ross St. Brown. Khalif Raymond's backing up. Tom Kennedy, he has moved up in the, in the depth chart. You see him there. And then Quintus Cephas, those are your um, guys backing up. Aiden Hutchinson was listed as a starter right ahead of Julian Acora. So you love to see that. I'm just trying to go through, see if anything really sticks out. Nothing too crazy. So all is good there. Um, yeah, uh, Khalif Raymond's going to be taking punt returns again. That's all good. Uh, I'm so glad we have Khalif Raymond back, by the way. I think he's a player that deserves, based off his year that he had last year, he surprised me a little bit. He, he didn't surprise me. Um Okay, yeah, he surprised me. we will just say he surprised me. I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's back. I'll just say that. Uh, Okay, let's keep on moving on here. Uh, That's all for the current Lions. We'll talk about a former Lion, former great Barry Sanders. He had the grand opening of his cheesesteak restaurant, Lefty's Cheesesteak, just minutes away from Ford Field at 28 West Adams Avenue. It's a very unique spot. I'm reading a lot of Barry Sanders and Lions memorabilia on the inside. A big mural, rare photos, an autographed jersey, and then I'm sure there's plenty of TVs around. I'm sure it's a great spot to catch a meal before and after a Lions game. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to checking out that, and I just love cheesesteaks, man. I mean, a good cheesesteak can set you right. Uh, so that's all good. That's all good. So that'll, that'll do it for the Lions talk. Some quick Pistons talk here. We need to talk about Kelly. Olienek, he was wearing a a very interesting, he had a very interesting wedding photo to say the least. Piston center Kelly Olienek, I struggle with his name, sorry, got married over the weekend and there was a picture floating around with him and his wife on their wedding day in their wedding attire. He was wearing a snapback hat. I'll pull a picture up for you right now. Boom there it is it's kind of in the way sorry i'm right here still that's just a, that's just hilarious right like any dude who and, and i was trying to look at other pictures of, of him and his wedding there was a lot of these he had that snapback on for a good portion of the wedding and i don't know why i know he wears the headband when he's actually on the floor that's good and great but uh it's not like he's like balding uh but hey it's a good look, I guess. Uh, my wife certainly would not have allowed that. But, again, I haven't made $66 million. So, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, uh, good for Kelly. Good for Kelly. And congratulations to the ol- Olia next. Uh, struggle with that name. I don't know why. Just I just do. Um, but he's coming back to the Pistons for a second year, a center who averaged just under 10 points a game. Uh, he had a couple big uh, game-winning shots against the Hornets. I remember that one. Um, but yeah, glad to have him back, and and good, you know, good for him, good for him for getting away with that uh, that photo there. All right, and then lastly, just to wrap it up here, uh, we'll talk about the Tigers. Uh, Tigers lost five two to the Guardians tonight. They play the Guardians again tomorrow at 7-10 at Comerica Park. At this point, it's just listen. There's not one team that I dislike more in the AL Central than Cleveland, than the the Indians, the Guardians, or whatever. Although I do, I. I I know it's Motor City Blitz and all, but I want to give a take on the Guardians. I think the I think the name logo change is great. I think it's a it's a really actually a kind of a sharp looking logo. I mean, that's just my personal opinion. I think it's a much more appealing baseball logo than the Indian. So good for the Guardians for that switch up. I think their own fans. I think half the fan base has kind of accepted it, and the other half is kind of just like. No, we're gonna keep calling the Indians. You know, you do you. I hope you never win a World Series again. Uh, I hate your team. I hate your franchise. We'll keep that right here, though. Don't tell. I live in. I live in Columbus, Ohio. I live around a lot of Guardians, Cleveland fans. So don't let them know that I said that. If if just don't show them, okay. But at this point, it's just about trying to keep Cleveland in the playoffs. I just every time the the Tigers lose to Cleveland, I get a little bit disappointed. I don't care if we're 16 games back in the AL Central; they're one game back. I want to make sure we keep them out of the playoffs because there is nothing that would bring me more joy than seeing the people that are Cleveland Guardians, Cleveland fans, suffer. So. Keep that up, Tigers. Uh, you didn't get it done tonight, but you have another chance for it tomorrow at seven ten at Comerica. The only thing that we need to bring up with the Tigers as far as news is the fact that Miguel Cabrera over the weekend kind of hinted at maybe he was retiring. He had this quote going around that says, "I'm I'm struggling to play right now." Um, and I think at the age of 39, anytime you hear that, you're like, oh, this guy really doesn't want to play baseball. He ended up completely backtracking that and just said, no, I I don't want to retire. I, I can't imagine a day where I'm not playing baseball. I'm quoting him uh, loosely there, though. But uh, he's rock solid on playing next year, at least at the age of 40. It'll be great to see him back out there one more time. It is absurd to think about how we are in the year 2022 and miguel cabrera is leading the team in batting average that's just insane uh and that more says that says more about the rest of the the tigers lineup than it does uh miguel cabrera but again i love you miguel i'm so glad you're coming back that's very very exciting and uh, I think his quote that people misunderstood, by the way, was just him saying he's just frankly injured right now. Like, he's just he just doesn't feel good. I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, uh, this has kind of been building up for a while. I think right now he's just probably battling some injuries. I mean, think about it. These guys play 160-plus games a year. These guys are freaking nuts. And it's August. It's the middle of August. The guy, I'm sure the guy is sore. I'm sure the guy didn't get a proper uh, lead-up into the season with the whole – players disagreeing with the owners and everything going on. So I'll give him a pass on that. But um, other than that, I'll see you guys later. We'll talk more Detroit sports coming up. Um, but for now, i got to think of a good outro to this. Have, have a good Wednesday. See ya.